So I'm going to ask you first, do you have any strong feelings about the whole positional thing? Um, well, so to clarify, and I'm pretty, I was pulling up a, a page, so I want to make sure I didn't, if, if you just said this, I apologize for missing it, but whatever your highest vote total is at a position, like if like that is it, correct, that is what it's going to be. So like you can have a bunch of people put Embiid at forward, but if he gets more votes at center on first or second team, that is the position that will count for Embiid. So it's almost as if there would have to be a collective movement from the voting body that we're putting Embiid at a forward or we're putting Jokic at forward in order to make it happen. Otherwise, he'll count as a center and it will go to either first or second team. Yeah, and it and that leads to that leads to some interesting stuff because what happens if basically half of like let's I'm just throwing numbers out there. Let's say 85% of the people voting decide we'll make it an even nice round number. 84% of the people voting decide, you know what? We we think both Embiid and, and Jokic should be on first team. And then half of those people, well, it wouldn't be exactly half, but let's say 43% of the 84%, right? Put Jokic at center and beat it forward. And 41% put Embiid at center and Jokic at forward. In that case, and then the remaining percentiles, percentages of each put them both as like the, the second team center. In that case, Jokic would have his most votes at center and Embiid would have his most votes at center, but Jokic would get more votes for first team center than Embiid. So I think in that scenario, Embiid would still be the second team center. Yes. I think the only way that the only way that they're both on first team is if Embiid moves to forward and Jokic goes to center. And then if it's not like first forward on first all NBA, then it's going to be second team center. So Embiid. So basically, so basically there would, and this is what Zach Lowe offhanded offhandedly. I don't know if you have a drink there. It's early. I'm, I'm getting it going. There you go. Um, he he mentioned this offhandedly in his All NBA pod, which is like, will there be like a collective effort amongst the voting body to to just to collectively decide, like, okay, if you want to put them both on first team, you should put Jokic at center and Embiid at forward because otherwise it's probably like I. It's just it, <laughs> the fact that we're sitting here and having this discussion means. That is it. It is a ridiculous discussion and it is a ridiculous discussion for two reasons. One, just if you want to if, if you want to get this crazy and say that two players who have played and I'm not the first person to say this literally zero minutes at forward are eligible at forward, then just do away with the positions mm-hmm. and just change the rules. I am not an advocate for that. And I am an advocate, as will surprise absolutely no one who has heard many a get off my lawn rant from me on assorted topics. I want to stick with tradition. Can I go down memory lane um, with you, Andrew Claudio, for a minute? I think we're we were having the same thought here. Go right ahead. So a little little history lesson here. Yeah. Okay. okay. Heard of a heard of a gentleman by the name of Bill Russell. I've heard of him. Yes, he's a he's a basketball. He was a basketball player, mm-hmm. long time ago. Um, Bill Russell won five MVP awards. Um, 
second most ever behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he was named the best player in basketball by, and and I should add a caveat: different play, different voting bodies were responsible for this up until I think it was sometime in the late seventies. So players used to vote on MVP, and media voted for All NBA. So five times players voted him the most valuable player in the sport. You know how many All NBA first teams Bill Russell made? I actually think I do. I think it's. I'm looking right at it. It's two, right? Three. Three. Okay. Three yeah, All NBA first okay. teams. So I'm going to go through a couple of years, a, a bunch of his years. So there were three seasons. Yes, three seasons where he finished number one in MVP. He won the MVP and he made All NBA second team. And then here's a couple other seasons for him. Another season is uh, one, two, three, fourth in the league. Finished second in MVP, second second team um, All NBA. Um, another season, third in MVP, second team All NBA. All NBA. Another season, um, four a uh, third in uh, MVP, second team All NBA. Another season, fourth in MVP, second team All NBA. The point is, there is a long-standing tradition in the NBA of guys unfortunately getting the shaft in all all NBA because of positional stuff. And obviously, if you know anything about NBA history, you know that all those years that Bill Russell got second team, it, most of them were Wilt Chamberlain, got first team. Uh, maybe there were one or two where it was somebody else. So you might say, okay, well, they changed the rules, though. They changed the rules to make sure that that didn't happen anymore because they made media start voting on everybody and they took the players vote away. Well, not so fast. Um, Andrew Claudio, have you heard of a gentleman by the name of Patrick Ewing? Went right to the next point. Go right ahead, John. Yes, I think I've heard of the captain, Patrick Ewing. Okay, Patrick Ewing played in an era where um, there were some pretty good centers around. Media was voting on all of the awards. Um, He had one second team, or excuse me, um, he had one first team all NBA finish and then a bunch of second teams. Mm-hmm. Um, his he had MVP finishes of fourth place, fifth place and fourth place. So top five player in the league by media voting on MVP finished second team all of those years. And there were two additional seasons, including, by the way, the year he took his team to the finals in which he finished top five in MVP and did not make an all NBA team. And why was that the case? There's a few players by the name of Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson and Shaquille O'Neal. This is the way things have always been done. And there are so many other examples. Carmelo Anthony, third in MVP in 2012, 13, second team, all NBA, Kevin Garnett, once uh, fifth in MVP voting, second team, all NBA, because Tim Duncan and Chris Webber existed that year. I, just a few more. Shaquille O'Neal, pretty good player. Have you heard of him? Once finished fourth in MVP voting, was third team All-NBA that year. Another time, second in MVP voting, second All-NBA. Um, happened with Moses Malone, fourth in MVP voting, second team All-NBA. Happened with Akeem. I could go on and on and on, um, including last season, by the way, when Joel Embiid finished second in MVP and second in All-NBA. It sucks. It usually happens with centers. There have been some times where it's happened with forwards because that's been a stacked position at times over the last 20 years. It is the way it is. And for anybody who's like, well, you know, things change in sports over the, over the years, like things evolve, this, that, the other thing. 
there is a difference with this because the reason all NBA has value is because of the historical precedent. If you start screwing around with the rules, the precedent suddenly has less meaning. So I feel pretty staunchly about this. And this is obviously a precursor to me saying, yes, I'm putting Nikola Jokic as my first team All-NBA center and I'm putting Joel Embiid as my second team All-NBA center. Wow. I'm stunned. Stunner, right? Unbelievable. John. I have a a little bit more to add to it, but I I will turn to you first and and ask you what your thoughts are. The page I was pulling up was the list of All-NBA teams to make the similar point that you were making. We come from a time in the 90s when... This was the deal. The, the the league was dominated by centers or there was a yeah. plethora of centers available. And as a result, somebody, as you said, would get the shaft every year, like our guy, Patrick Ewing. Yep. Um, this is just the reality of the situation. The 20, the 2000s were um, there was a plethora of, of forward depth yep. and you'd have. That's why Chris Webber doesn't have as many all NBA accolades or at least first team or second team all NBA accolades because he played in an era with yep. Dirk and Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett and LeBron James and all of these other forwards that made it impossible to say he's one of the top four forwards, especially a year in which he took his team to the conference finals and was a couple of official de- decisions um, from the referees from potentially even making it to the finals. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on precedent. And I'm with you on not finagling the positions. Uh, this is also where our drafts that we've done all year have given us a clear indication of the percentage of minutes that a person has played at each position. And it's yes. just it's disingenuous to say that Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic have played a position that they've played less than ten percent of this. No, season. no, no. It's not. It's not less than ten percent. It's zero percent of. It's zero percent of. Yeah. It's it is literally zero percent. Oh, by the way, since we're sticking with the Knicks, Carmelo Anthony, Patrick Ewing, Willis Reed, second in MVP one year, second team All NBA. Like again, yeah. there are there's many examples throughout NBA history. Um, just a quick for anybody who's like Joel Embiid's awesome, he should be first team if, if you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Couple of things, um, Nikola Jokic this season. I think I mentioned this last time, but he has kept it up. Twelfth best win shares per forty eight minutes in NBA. History. The only guys ahead of him, guys like Wilt, Michael, um, Steph, like they, they all won MVP and uh, or I think 10 out of 11 won MVP. Um, something else I'm going to throw out there. Um, his team is plus 18.4 points per 100 possessions with him on the floor. That is the single best um, on off differential of any any um like major any any contender for like all NBA in the entire league. Um putting if you're a counting stats person, first season ever, 26 points, 13 rebounds, eight assists. Yep. No one's that was literally gonna be my whole point. If you want to dumb it down, he's the yep. literal only person ever to be 26, 13, and eight. I actually want to step further. Mm-hmm. Let's let's lower the numbers a little bit to 26, six and six. So there have been 40 some odd people to do that in the history of the league. He has the highest effective field goal percentage out of that group. So like the, there is no discussion. He's having one of the 10 to 15 greatest seasons in NBA history. Um, and then if you're, by the way, if you're a team record guy, like Joel Embiid has had James Harden for how long? A month or About so? About a month. Yeah. About a month. Okay. His team has the same amount of wins as Jokic. Like it, it's just, as of right now, we're recording this on Thursday. Afternoon. Yeah. The Embiid, the, uh, 
Jokic doesn't have a teammate like Harden. And like as much as I've, I think the East has been better than the West this year, the West has the two best teams. In has it really, though? I think it's even it, it's flattened out at the top for the East. Look, the Knicks would be the ninth seed in the Western Conference right now. I, that, yes, that is, it is absolutely it, had a better year. No, but the top but part is I was different about, than like, the than the West. Utah right now is aren't they're like tied for sixth in the West, right? Yeah. As we're recording, like Utah's, they're the whatever they are, second or third best team by net rating in the league. Like the third best at this point. Um, like the the West, the top that that top six in the West, and like Minnesota's seventh. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's not bad. And you know? who's eighth in the East? Um, Brooklyn. <laughs> like I think the East is pretty good, John. <laughs> yeah, but. They, but <laughs> Yes, Brooklyn a different version of Brooklyn. Brooklyn is going to like get better. My point well, is that Brooklyn's going to come up in a second. Depending where you play Brooklyn is like how dangerous they actually have been this season. If you're playing them in Brooklyn for most of the year, oh, we had the the watered down yeah. version of them. If you're playing them on the road, holy shit, they have two of the best offensive players well, in the NBA. We're gonna, we're, yeah, we'll get to Brooklyn in a second. So. Do you have the same? By the way, do you have Jokic first? Yes, and beat second? I, okay. I had Jokic first and beat second. Okay. I also have that. I mean, Giannis is going to make a fascinating so, argument when it comes to MVP when we do that in two weeks. But I, I think, I think it's a similar order for MVP as well. I, I think the better discussion is who's who's second, who's the second best player in the league? Is it Giannis or or Embiid? Because again, um, all of the, the uh, Jokic is is far and away the the best in all of the advanced stats. That's the that's the advanced stats conversation. I think. Like, the defensive stats come. I'm I'm literally just going eye test. I, Jokic doesn't have. Jokic doesn't have an athletic gear that Giannis has for me, but I I can't like in all of the advanced stats that Jokic leads. Giannis is like two or three, so it's not like he's that far behind. So you know, I think the conversation between Giannis and Embiid is like I'm really leaning strongly to having Giannis second in my MVP. Valid because he, again he's second in like every every any advanced stat that you want to look at uh, value over replacement player box plus minus um, win shares win shares for forty eight minutes it's it's not and it, these are not close differences like Jokic to Giannis is point three win shares for forty eight to point two nine Giannis to Embiid is point two nine to point two five one like it's a much bigger drop off um, and then. You know, defensively, like, I don't know who's the better defensive player, Giannis or Embiid. I, don't, I, I, I think don't know. Giannis can guard all five positions. I think, yeah, um, Embiid can guard any post player in the NBA, but I so don't I, think he can get out and guard a wing the way that Giannis can. 